This is Sports Fest on the Reposted Podcast Network. Better than a pack of sardines on a cold summer's night. He is Andrew Boom Boom Keller. I'm Larry Olson. Mr. Keller, I feel like there's a lot of sports going on at this particular point in our lives. There are a lot of sports, and I got to tell you, when Thursday night rolls around, I pull out the spinach and I create a Caesar salad and I put oh. real anchovies on it because it's not a real Caesar unless you have real anchovies. Do you agree with that? or do You just you know, some people are really fanatical about that. You're not eating no. a Caesar salad unless you got the anchovies. Every once in a while, I'll go to a place and I'll get the Caesar salad and it's got like anchovy sauce in it, but not the real thing. Yeah. Is that close enough? I don't, I'm not a purist. I'm not a food purist. If it's good, it's good. Like people have very strong feelings about pizza. Like if it has pineapple on it, it's not pizza. I say, if it's good, eat it, take it down. That's what I say. If it's good, it's good. I'm going to quote you. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski has been good at Duke. The winningest coach in division one men's basketball history is retiring. I can't believe this. He's been at Duke for 41 seasons five national championships, 1,097 career wins. I feel like this news sort of shakes the sports world a little bit. It does a little bit, but it sticks in me a little strange because I feel like just retire now. I don't like this farewell tour (laughs) situation because to clarify, he's going to retire at the end of the next season, which I guess is probably more of a service to his fans. And maybe I'm just being a little bit bitter. Like ever, all the Lakers fans enjoyed the Kobe, or people around the NBA enjoyed the Kobe farewell tour, and this is what the Coach K thing is going to be, the Coach K farewell tour. Um, I mean, he's just been the example of what an amazing coach is and why coaching makes a difference. And happy trails to him. I, I don't know. Is he going to? Is he going to go in the booth? Well, here's the here's the deal with me. I'm just going to um, push back a little bit in that I, as you know, I'm always rooting for content. So yeah. we get a root for Mike Shashevsky's goodbye tour. That's going to last us in the next 18 months, which is great for us, right? As opposed to him saying like yesterday, hey, I'm done. And then we talk about it for a day and it's over with. So I love the long extended goodbye. Love me some Coach K uh, crying throughout the year. I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the long goodbye. We mutually know people that went to Duke and oh. I'm, I'm not necessarily surprised by this, but apparently he's got somewhat of a potty mouth at pep rallies like he'll drop some f-bombs and doesn't even care which he doesn't present a persona of being anything different but it still surprised me well i would put i once again i feel like he comes off as like a boy scout but i've heard the same thing that he is like works the room blue yeah you see him on the press conferences and he's yeah kind of buttoned up was was he at the air force academy where was he he started out like in a naval or a, a armed forces i think something. he was at the army i think you're right i think he was the at army, the army yeah because i feel like he played for um coach bob knight at the army academy and then what was assistant coach with him somewhere else something that like sounds that sounds right that sounds right so this well, is inter- interesting too though because as you mentioned he's gonna coach one more year and then so with this announcement that he's retiring they actually announced his replacement who's going to be this assistant coach, John Shire. Now, all sorts of coaches have come from Duke that have had coaching experience like Tommy Amaker is at Harvard, uh, Quinn Snyder, who's now at the Jet. There's all sorts of coaches that they could have replaced him with, but they're going with this guy, John Shire, who I've never heard of. Yeah, I, I would – this is a long shot thought, but like what, what if they're putting in a buffer coach, knowing that yeah. no one can replace Coach K, we're going to yeah. have one to two down seasons, and then we'll bring in – someone big like Scott Drew 
No, and they kind of did that. Up. If you remember with um, Dean Smith, the coach in North Carolina, they hired his assistant, who was an old right. guy, who was only there for a few years, and then they went with somebody else, Roy. and then they finally got, yeah. So yeah, I think you. But once again, this guy John Shire is like really young. It would be a shame that he was the place coach, the the fatted calf in between whoever the long term coach will be. Yeah. Well, sticking with basketball moving to the nba i'd be remiss yes. not to say that your lakers are down three to two Ease they up, are Tiger. they are a seven seed Ease so Ease um Ease vegas open. vegas would say they shouldn't win don't worry but... we'll be meeting at staples center rioting in a few months don't worry andrew don't worry well my dallas mavericks are up oh. they're five seed over the clippers but the new york knicks did lose Bye -bye. last night and uh, Reggie Miller was calling the game who has <laughs> one of the best rivalries with, it's not just the Knicks, it's specifically super, yeah. super fan Spike Lee, who <laughs> I don't know if you remember famously him uh, throwing up the choke sign. Uh, his Reggie Miller's eight points in nine seconds was against the Knicks. He just has this great uh, affair with them. And Spike Lee decided they were getting blown out. Spike Lee decided to leave the game early and Reggie had this to say he was calling the game. Come on Wait a man. second. That's a fair weather fan right there. If you want to be the number one supporter of the Knicks, you got to stay here and take oh. it like, like the guys on the floor. You have to take it, Spike Lee. I, do you do you think that's a thing? I, I have such an aversion to traffic that I'm willing to bounce, but I don't claim to be a super fan. Do you stay till the last buzzer? Yeah, but here's the thing. We're not Spike Lee. Like, Spike's got to know that, hey, man, they're going to notice that I'm walking out of the arena. It doesn't matter what me and you do, but Spike knows he's going to get torched, right? I guess he does, but does he, does he really care? Yeah, that's the thing. Does he care? I mean, I think he has the right to come and go as he please, pleases. I mean, it makes me think of, uh, what was it? What was it... Uh... Patrick Ewing, remember he he walked into the garden a couple months ago and they didn't know who he was. Does Spike <laughs> Lee have that same carte blanche to be able to come and go as he leaves? I think you you he's paying I don't know five grand a a, a game, maybe more. He could do what he wants. Uh, he could do what he. But if he goes, I love like, that Reggie. I love that Reggie Miller is giving him giving him that crap. is awesome. Like I've never heard of an announcer doing that in a game ever. I'm ne never called out anybody out by name for leaving a game early. No, I haven't heard of that, but he is, I mean, maybe the Lakers might have fans like that, but like he, I, Drake, if Drake left the game early, that's the only other comparison I can think of with True. The, the Toronto Drakes. And guess what? I don't think Drake's leaving a game early. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to you. Canadians stand by their man. Right. Also, Drake probably doesn't have to worry about traffic. He probably helicopters out and Spike Lee. Mm, so maybe I go against it. Yeah. You should have stayed to the last buzzer because you can, you can move freely throughout the stadium i don't want to be uh the the debbie downer here but i'm assuming there's some fancy bar in madison square garden where the the celebs and drake goes be. and drinks and then the debt traffic die downs and then they leave i don't know maybe i'm wrong on that yeah i went to that at uh i'm sure the new warriors stadium has that i went oh. to uh, a warriors game in oakland and we had those fancy level tickets and we went and got drinks before Sat courtside. It was a great feeling. And I look four seats down. My ex-girlfriend's there. Oh, that was a bummer. And to add on to your story, I feel like notoriously after a Giants game, you went after the game and cleared out all of the drinks from the suites so the yep. traffic would die down. <laughs> you, you can uh, lock yourself in a suite while they're doing the 
the cleaning and you can drink the booze. Otherwise, it's getting thrown away. That, that's a racket. Those sweets are a racket. They, are, they charge so much. Going to the sweets and drinking all the booze. The, the key to life is just acting oh. like you know, like you belong there and people oh. aren't going to question you. Just walk up and people are like, oh, thank you, sir. I wasn't necessarily invited, but when you guys told me that story, I was sad that I was not there. Okay, here it is. One sentence for you to answer yes or no. Can we now officially say Bob Baffert is a cheater? Can we say it? Yes. I think we, I don't think we needed this story to oh. say it. I would have said it before. Okay. The famed horse, ra- horse trainer has been suspended for two years by Churchill Downs after a second post race sample confirmed the presence of betahosamine, a pain reducing steroid injected into the joints of Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit. As you remember, Immediately after the race, in the initial positive test, Baffert went on Fox News and blamed cancel culture for the controversy. He said it was just a rub. It's not his fault. Well, Baffert's horses have now failed four drag tests in 14 months. Yeah. he. I think when we read the story last time, he had been fined three times already this year. He's been 50 times in his career. I mean... He's taken a, a playbook out of uh, the author of uh, The Art of the Deal, just preemptively saying, that, like, this is what they're going to say, and it's a lie. And then you you can build some footing to go from there. So uh, I don't know. I I guess that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. There's got I mean, to be at the elite level, to be at the highest level, you have to butt up to that line of, HGH or whatever it is. I mean, I can only think of what humans do. I, I don't know too much about horse racing, but like you want, you want to walk that line. I think. Well, here's what I say about Bob, right? Is that if forget this year, he would have been a hall of fame, one of the best ever in history. Right. But this year, all of a sudden the drug tests come out and we've sullied his name. It's like Barry Bonds. He was a hall it's of like fame. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. It's like, yeah. what, it, can they just not get it out of their system? They just get like, I got to be the, I'll do whatever it takes to be at the top of the game. And then they solely their name. I think so. I mean, it's why Brett Favre didn't retire. It's why yeah. these, to get to that level, you have to be a certain type of person that you're going to stop at nothing. And, and you think you always have a little bit more in you. <laughs> well, there's something I've learned from doing this show is that MLB is the whiniest of all the professional sports in the United States. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, my God. So there's a report saying that there's a 160% increase in soft tissue injuries over the last two seasons. <laughs> uh, Jake Flaherty and Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr. both suffered oblique injuries in the last in, in 24-hour span. And Major League Baseball is concerned that people are getting hurt. Uh I don't know MLB. I like watching baseball, but I don't. You're you're just a little bit whiny. You have so much time to think about what you can complain about. It does seem as if there's been a lot more injuries this season than normal. We speculated that when the NFL came back, that they didn't have normal routines and they're kind of getting thrown back into it. Maybe they didn't train as hard as they could have during the. I mean, they played, but that's one theory. Maybe. Maybe there's, I mean, people's bodies are a lot more refined for what they do. And so it's like a, a Lamborghini is going to break down more than your Honda Civic because it's a finely tuned machine like these guys are. And so they're pushing themselves to the limit. 
that could be another reason. It definitely seems like it has been an abnormal couple of years, 18 months, whatever. So people are out of their routines. It just would lead to a little more injuries. When you lay down at night and close your eyes, do you, do you feel bad for these baseball players? Are you worried for the future of the sport? Are we potentially going to see a different baseball in five years? Well, here, here's the only thing I will say about this. It does. Someone told me this once, and I, I feel like it's great. It is a skill staying injury-free. Like, it's not just like luck. To be injury-free through your career, that's like a skill that you have. Right. Uh, it's like Cal Ripken Jr. playing yeah. 2,632 yeah. consecutive games, and, and no one's going to do that again. That's what my um was about. I had to look up that stat. I didn't have it off the top of my head. Like, oh, damn, I was impressed. I was like... Uh, well, and it, I'm even impressed that during that, um, you Google that and got that. That was impressive. That was super fast. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's something of, it's, you have to take care of yourself and baseball is a grind. I won't, I won't deny that. Take care of yourself. Keep those hammies flexible. The uh, Packers are trying to kiss the butt of A-Rod big time. As you recall, the Packers drafted a quarterback last year without telling uh, Aaron Rodgers. And in the playoffs, they kicked a field goal late against the Buccaneers instead of going for it near the goal line. On draft night this season, he basically said he wanted out of Green Bay. So the Packers are trying to appease the soon-to-be Hall of Famer by giving his buddy tight end Robert Tonyan a new deal. I'm conflicted as to whether the Packers should be doing whatever they need to do to make him happy again when it seems as if all they were trying to do is make him unhappy in the first place. Yeah, I don't know if they're backpedaling. I, I don't know what the right answer to this yeah. is. I kind of, I mean, rooting for content. I'd like to see him sit a season out and come yeah. back like, and do something. Are you familiar with the term FU money? Oh, I love that. Oh, I so love that term. I want to, I'm not taking credit for this. I stole it from Adam Carolla, but he, uh, have you heard of F me money? No, which is a, it's a step above FU money. You have so much money that you do something that's detrimental to yourself financially. It doesn't matter. I feel like Aaron Rodgers might be in that ballpark because he could make another 20, I don't know, $25 million if he played another season, but he's like, I don't need it. I'll sit out. I'll go host some jeopardy. Aaron Rodgers has F me money and I like it. Yeah. You just want to, I love that term. I, I love that term. Yeah. That's that's the level you want to get to. You don't want FU money. You want F me money. The guy that I heard that term from was a local radio guy in San Francisco, and he would always say, and he always had a huge wad of cash. Like he would go to the bank at the start of the week and get a thousand dollars out. Maybe just have so that he just could like whatever he needed it for. He could just be like ba 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 boom ba ba. I feel like wow. that's FU money. I guess I don't know. Just I mean, peeling off hundreds. Yeah. And being like I don't need it. Give it. Don't need it. Well. We, I think we talked about this, but Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul are going to face off this weekend. I was under the impression it was Triller Fight Club that was presenting it because Triller did the last one. And we talked about how Triller was originally like tried to position themselves to take over TikTok if they got banned in the US. But Fanmio, Fanmio is the platform that is hosting this fight. $50. They are fighting at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Are you going to watch this game? Are you? game are you gonna watch this event well i would watch it if someone on sunday says come over i've paid for it i'm not gonna right. buy it but if someone said come over and yeah. yeah i would do that 
Yeah, so we see this uh, article about three not so obvious reasons why you should watch it. Like you said, it's on a Sunday. I don't know if that makes you more or less likely to watch it. I mean, probably less likely to go to a bar and watch it. Chad Johnson, formerly Ocho Cinco, is going to be f- making his fighting debut. And uh, light middleweight Jarrett Hurd is back to the ring. I don't know. I think it's fun. I probably won't watch it. I guess maybe like you, if someone's like, hey, um, come over and check it out, I might. But like whatever happens, if someone gets knocked out in spectacular fashion, 30 seconds later, it's going to be on YouTube and I'll watch it there or on TikTok. I don't know. You know, I definitely am mildly intrigued as to see what happens between Paul and Mayweather. I mean, do you think it's just going to be like, eh, Mayweather dodged in whatever and that was that and was boring? Or are we going to get some action here? I think that'll be interesting because Mayweather is normally known for being a defensive yeah. guy. And I don't know how effective Logan Paul will be with his offense. And like, will yeah. Mayweather need to be more offensive to knock him out? Like, are they both going to be playing defense? I don't think Logan Paul is going to win, but uh, we'll see. Floyd Mayweather is a heavy, heavy betting favorite. So if you want to place your long shot bet, go with Logan Paul, I think. Once again, if they want to do this, if they want to, if Paul wants to continue with this, like they got to put on a good show. If they just dance around the ring, this charade will end soon. So I feel like there's a little bit of incentive for Logan Paul to make this interesting. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of Reggie Miller trolling Spike Lee, the Orioles have trailed, <laughs> what's trailed? Trolled Twins outfielder Rob Refsnyder. I love a good trolling story. Don't ever say that intro was was botched. I botched that (laughs) intro. But I love this story. The Twins outfielder Rob Refsnyder was tracking a home run that Ryan Mountcast had hit to tie up uh, the game two nights ago. And he lost track. He didn't feel the warning track and slammed on the wall. And so the Orioles ground crew did a tape outline on the field or on the wall where he uh he had run into it and put a player with number 38 to be like hey i don't know if it's r.i.p or it's like kind of a cartoon running through a brick wall but i thought it was great like right in the middle of the game so the next thing he comes out and there's tape right there uh i think it was after the game but oh. either way they uh they tweet it and they're like hey hey rob there's a wall here i i, I don't know if you saw the actual him running into the wall but he did not feel the warning track at all, and he hit that wall full speed. He uh, he got his bell run, as they used to say in football. Well, listen, I mean, far be it for me to judge anybody, but these ground screw guys are usually fat and whatever. It is so hard to catch a freaking ball off the wall. I mean, no offense to Rob Ruffschneider, but, I mean, that's a – that. anyways, I wouldn't have trolled him. I would have held my trolling. I mean, I think you just passively, aggressively uh, trolled him by saying his last name wrong. Ref Schneider? Ruff? Ruff? Is it Ref? Ref. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I'm the jerk. No one knows. We'll never know. Ref, ref. You control me anytime. This has been the sports best program hosted on the Repodcast Network. Andrew Keller is going to have a lovely Caesar salad tonight. I'm going to have something with fire. We'll see you next time.